0: Scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Genesis in the Old Testament. It can be found in chapter 12, verses 1 through 5. Hear now these words The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. Whoever curses you, I will curse, and all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was seventy-five years old when he sent out from Haran. He took his wife Sari, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be be to to God.
1: As we settle now into a moment of reflection and hearing your word, we ask God that it would be your spirit that would perk up our ears, stir our hearts, and put deep thought within our minds so that by your word, by your movement, by your mercy and grace, this time would be to your glory and a blessing to all. We pray this in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. So how many victories have you had this past week? I was asked that question this week, and I had to stop for a moment to even get my head around the question. What has worked well for you? What's gone even better than you thought it would go? What's been a blessed time, a wonderful event, a really sweet, meaningful conversation for you? As you think about that, I I want you to also pay attention to how much energy you're having to put out to come up with the answer. (laughs) Usually there are two factors that impact our ability to answer those kinds of questions. The first is whether or not we are going through a relatively positive or negative time of life, whether the historical events around us have been inspiring or debilitating, whether we would call this last week a great week or a lousy week. Those things can impact our ability to answer that question with verve. But I also want to suggest to you that there is another factor that impacts our ability to answer that question. It is whether or not we are seeing our life through the lens of blessing or of doubt. And for me, this is not a choice simply of whether or not I'm living with rose-colored glasses or not. It's not an issue of whether I'm an optimist or pessimist. For me, the ability to see whether or not my life is blessed has simply to do with the recognition that I have a relationship with a God who seeks to bless me. It's about that relationship and about my awareness of that relationship that helps me to answer the question what victories have I known? What blessings have I received? In all the ways in which we think about that. The real truth for us in the family of faith is not a question of whether or not you're blessed. We believe we're clear from scriptures, from all of scripture, from the very beginning, throughout all of it to the end, our God is a God who has already decided to bless us. That's a done deal. The only question is whether or not we are willing to live into the blessing. God blessed Abraham. Why? Why? Well, Scripture says it's because Abraham was a righteous man. But any casual reading of his life will tell you that doesn't mean at all that he was always a man who got it right, that he was a man without imperfection, that he was even always holy. Abraham was equally as flawed as anyone in this room, or you can imagine. What made him righteous was the fact that God was willing to bless him and he was willing to accept it. He's willing to say, yes, I'll let you be the God who blesses me. And he then set out to spend his life living in the blessing. Some days getting it right, some days getting it wrong. But understanding that that blessing was what defined his journey, where he was going and what his life would be like as he went along the way. So even on the days in which everything went wrong... He knew this God was blessing him and there was a way to get back on track. Furthermore, Abraham knew that this God of blessing who had named him was very clear that blessing was never his to keep alone. That the blessing that he received, by definition, was to pour into him and out of him to bless others, those around him, his family, those he encountered, and the generations that would come after him. You will be a father of great nations. This blessing, you just heard read by Judy, will bless all the families of the world. That's the nature of God's blessing. We, when we choose to live into the blessing, simply are allowing ourselves to be a conduit from God to us and through us to others. And that's where the blessing really occurs. Today, we gather in worship to affirm this simple truth. If we can't agree on anything else, can we agree on this? You are a loved child of God. You are a called disciple of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ himself has come into the world that all of you, every one of you, can have abundant life. Or as we talked about it last week, a life that is beyond your wildest dreams. That's a given. That was true before last week started. That was true before the highs or lows of last week occurred. The only question last week and for us this week is whether we are willing to live into the blessing, whether we're willing to accept them and pass them forward. Now, you would think, you would think that everybody who was offered a blessing would say, Oh, I want that. Let me take that. Sure, I'm glad to live into that. You would think that's true, but it's not. Let me tell you a parable. There once was a little church that was given an unexpected surprise. One day they were given an unasked for, unanticipated gift of an endowment that would be equal to three times their annual budget. Freely given to them. Can you imagine what that would be like? That would be like this morning, someone putting in the offering plate for this church a check for around three and a half million dollars. Just think about that for a second. Really think about it. Can you imagine what would happen in the finance office in about an hour when they're going through everything and someone opens up a $3.5 million check? That's why we have the AED machine close to the finance office in case it ever happens. But can you also imagine what would ripple through this congregation as we began to immediately turn that money into blessing for others? Mission and ministry and serving and upbuilding and caring for others. Can you imagine what that would be like? This congregation in the parable received a gift equal to that measure in their comparative scale. And immediately took action to refuse the gift. They didn't want it. They didn't want any part of it because they were shrewd enough to know that if they accepted that much money, they'd have to change how they did church. And they liked church the way it was. They liked it quiet. They liked it simple. They liked it being where they could gather on Sunday and not be asked to do much. They liked having a little chapel where they could go and get their own needs taken care of and not have to engage too much with the community. So they're right now working to reject that gift. There's another church who's struggling. They were in debt, and there was no money for anything in the current day, and the congregation thought their best days were behind them. One day, a pastor came into that congregation, their pastor, and asked them to come together for meetings. They came together, and he asked them this question. If we took money out of the equation, if money were not the issue... And if we took the ability to know how to do all these things out of the equation, answer this for me. What would God ask us to do? What would Christ want us to do to serve his people in this community? And they began to write a list of things without worrying about money or knowing how to do all those things. And they created a loan list. And then, after they created the list, the pastor said, okay, what are the things that we could do Relatively soon. We think we could get our head around some of those. What are the things that are most critical to the lives of the people that we live with in this community? And they created that list, and it became a three year list. And then he asked them this I want you to pray with me about this list, and for us to decide to trust God to go do the things we know God needs us to go do. And they prayed. And they decided against all logic, without knowing how they were going to do it, without knowing how they were going to fund it all, that they would go do it. A year and a half now into that three-year project, that church is now debt-free. It is ahead by a year on its funding for its ministry. It is impacting the lives of the people in its community. So now the community understands that's a place you go to to have your life blessed. Now, which church was blessed? They both were, right? Both of them were blessed. In different ways, but they were blessed. One chose to live into the blessing. One did not. That parable is actually being lived out today in churches that I know of and work with in this, kind, in this area. Are you willing to live into the blessing that is already being given to you? Are you already willing to recognize how blessed you are? So let me ask you Are you blessed? Are you ready? Am I really ready to fully live into that blessing? To trust it, to live it, and to give it away? Is this ministry that we share here blessed? I believe so. And we're called to live into this blessing as a community together because we've said that God has brought us together in this place and time to receive the blessings of this ministry and give it away as fast as we can because we are committed to understanding we will never outgive God's blessing. You see pictures out in the hallway of future building plans? You know what that's about? It's about living into the blessing. It's about preparing ourselves to bless others. You realize, you know this, I hope you know this, I'm fully, 5,000% committed to that building program, and I could care less about the building. Get the building built. Because what I see are the lives that will be changed and blessed in those facilities, and as those facilities become a launching pad for changing lives of people in this region, Live into the blessing. Because it's already yours. It's already given. Abraham discovered that. People of God have been discovering it through the centuries and it's our opportunity to live it today. Do you know how blessed you are? I mean, really? Do you rattle off quickly a few things at the surface level, but have you really gone deep enough to understand how blessed you and I are? Our perception of our blessings is so often tainted by other things around us. I found this interesting. I was reading a couple of weeks ago this article, and it said a scientific American study found that if people had a choice, now you get a choice, you can either earn fifty thousand dollars a year while the community that you live in all earns twenty-five thousand dollars. So you get to live in a community where you earn double what everyone else earns. Or you can live in a community where you earn $100,000 a year and everyone else earns $200,000 a year. Which would you choose? Most people in the survey said they'd rather take the less money but be the one who gets the most in the community in which they live. They saw their blessing as such a relative truth, they'd be unwilling to accept a larger blessing and live into that blessing. It blew my mind, and then I heard this other quote, which makes sense to me. I I, uh, heard, a wealthy man is one who earns $100 a year more than his wife's sister's husband. For many of us, blessing is a comparison of the others around us. But God says it's not a comparison. We are all blessed, equally, powerfully blessed, in different, unique talents and abilities and ways and resources. But we are all blessed. And the question today is, are we willing to live into the blessing? And here's what Jesus says about this. To those of us who are wealthy, now let me give you some perspective To those of all of us who are wealthy, in this world, if you earn over $25,000 a year in your household, you are in the top 10% of the world's wealthiest people. If you earn over $47,000 in your household, then you're wealthier than 99% of the rest of the people on this planet. Let that sink in for a moment. We are all wealthy in areas of finance, but also in so many other areas, right? It's not just a financial issue. It is that, but it's more than that. Are you ready to say, I'm one of the wealthiest people on this planet? Not compared to my neighbor next door, but the neighbors in the globe that I serve and the people in the larger region in which I live? Yes, we are. Are you ready to live into that and allow yourselves to be thankful for the blessings you receive and give them away to trust that God will continue to bless you? And to all of that, Jesus says this, from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And for the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. If you hear that as a threat or an obligation, you're missing the point. What Jesus is saying to all of us is, you are giving The level of blessing you have because that allows you to be the people with the greatest opportunity to make the biggest change in the world. That's what God is giving you. You get to be the ones who help to make the biggest impact in the world for Christ's sake because he has blessed us all so richly. Do you hear that as a gift? That's who you are. It's because of you. And you're willing to live into blessings, as he said it to Abraham, that you will be able to bless the families of the world. Are you ready to live into the blessing? Are you ready to act in response in the way which Abraham did? Not always as perfect people, but blessed by God who is? Are you ready to make the levels of commitment in your life, in your time, in your finances, in your relationships, to trust in the blessing that God has given you? I begin by asking you what victories you had this week. Do you know how many you've already had? Even in the midst of whatever else you describe as less than victorious? But maybe another way to ask the question is this. Who had a better week this past week because of the blessing that you provided for them? Who had hope in their life this past week because your blessing blessed them? Who in the world today? Who in the community around you? Who in your family? Who in this church? Who through this ministry last week ate, slept, were safe, had hope, were prayed for because your blessing spilled over? That's the question of Jesus. We're in a time right now of raising the funds for next year's budget. You know that. I will not at all try to be subtle about that. Because it's imperative for us not to raise the budget. It's imperative for us to oversubscribe the budget in manners and ways and describe how much we know we're blessed by God. Because that will matter to you. That will change your life. You and I, the more we live into that, will realize we really are the blessed children of God. And the blessing is sweeter when it is given to others. And so, when you fill out your pledge cards, when you think about who you are with this church and where this church is with you, what your life would be without it, and what this community would be without this church, understand the blessing that you're given and the opportunities we have right now. Abraham lived into it. Thanks be to God. May we live into it as well. Amen. Would you join with me in prayer? Good and loving God, I just don't even know how to tell you the thankfulness I have for the victories that have been ours this week. The ones that you pulled off in spite of us. The moments in which you touched people's lives and we didn't even know we were part of it, but still it happened. Help us to live today and every day as people who are blessed and know that. And help us be the conduit so that others will know they're a blast, even if they do not know what role we played in it. All of this is to your glory, and all of this is for your purpose. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen.